This is Your Life, God's Truth, your QFM. It's Phil, and so excited to have Pastor Gus Booth with me on the phone today again. How are you, Gus? I'm well. It feels good to to have you be excited to listen. (laughs) Yes. I, you know, missed you a couple weeks in a row again. I think one was my fault, one was yours. You had to be gone. I think so, yeah. We just... (laughs) Yeah, it's just right. drifted away for a season, but that's we're back. Right. That's right, that's right. And I, I want to talk to you about something really interesting. And You and I have talked uh, off air here just before we started to record about this, but it's, it's an interesting subject. We've maybe touched on it in the past, but um, you and I, we don't shy away from issues that are happening in the world, uh, but we like to look at them with a, a biblical worldview. And I I'll just never forget. I love the book that you wrote. You know, when did you write that again? Was that seven years ago now? Oh well, yeah, probably about seven. Yeah, fourteen-ish. Yeah. All right, and listeners, if you haven't read Gus's book, you really need to. It's called "Shh, Be Quiet, Christian," and it, honestly, one of my favorite books. You just did such a good job, and and there's a part in it where you talk about Martin Luther saying that if you're not addressing from the pulpit or if you're in a leadership position in the faith, if you're not talking about issues of the day, you're missing it, you know, uh, but looking at it with a biblical worldview. That's basically what that was saying, right, Gus? Yeah, absolutely. To add to that just a little bit, it's wherever the enemy, yeah. you think about it in a war situation, wherever the enemy is attacking you from, like if he's shooting you from your right side and you're shooting back at him, pointing your gun to the left, you're going to miss him, right? Yeah. you got to shoot where the enemy is shooting. And so if the enemy, you know, if in the headlines is critical race theory, then you got to talk about that, yeah. you know? And I like to say, like, I've never given a sermon on the dangers of cannibalism. Right, right. right. Because there's nobody that's a cannibal in my sphere of influence. Like, yeah. But if I lived in the jungles of Brazil, I would preach against cannibalism, because there's maybe some cannibalism. I don't even know if there's cannibalism <laughs> down there. but I'm sure there you know, is. <laughs> you know, wherever the enemy yeah. is raising his ugly head, we are there as representatives of Christ to, to smack it. <laughs> yeah. And it's such a uh, balance as a pastor, frankly, as a radio station as well, when it comes to these issues. And one of the reasons we're talking about it is I did get challenged again the other day from a listener, uh, very upset about QFM talking about political things, you know, um, political opinions in, in, his, in his opinion and so forth. He felt that uh, what we're doing is creating more hate by talking about these things. And I so appreciate getting messages like this because I don't want to do this wrong. I... I want to be doing what God wants us to be doing, you know, talking about your life through God's truth and and then tying in what you and I were just talking about, that what are the issues of the day? And and you brought up critical race theory, and, you know, I sent you a story today, Gus. Actually, though, you said you didn't get it yet, so my bad. I don't know what I did there. But, you know, there is uh, the fact that in the Minnesota legislature right now, this just came out yesterday, from the Center for the American Experiment, that DFL legislators and political activists are moving at the Capitol to entrench ethnic studies in Minnesota's K-12 schools. And according to the American Experiment, this is one of the biggest stories out of this legislative session 
but it's going largely unreported. Now, I'm not going to get into the weeds other than to tell you ethnic studies is a disguise. It really is uh, coming out of a California setup there. It's, it's critical race theory is what it is, and they want to embed it throughout Minnesota's K-12 through public schools. And it has now been introduced as bills in the House and the Senate. And, you know, Gus, we could just avoid these things. The fact of the matter is that the Democrats have the you know majority in the House and the Senate. They have the governor. What they're going to do, they're going to do. And there's not a whole lot we can do about it. But, you know, at the other hand, to, to not understand what's going on, I think about you now as a local school board member to be aware of these kinds of things, uh, for moms and dads out there to be aware of what's happening in Minnesota right now. Uh, like I texted you earlier, Gus, what's happening at the Minnesota leg- legislature right now is um, it's unprecedented. Uh, the, it, it just is. There's so many things coming down the pike uh, from the left and the progressives in Minnesota right now. And these are very dangerous things. I mean, if you take a conservative, you know, typical God-fearing family and they think about, well, I wouldn't want any of these things, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, all of those things are coming through the legislature right now. I mean, it's kind of shocking, Gus, what's going on. It's shocking, but you bringing attention to it for your listeners and me commenting on it helps us all to to speak up. You know, the Bible doesn't call us into the secret service of the Lord. Right? Yeah. You know, we are an army of God, and we are supposed to bring attention, uh, biblical attention, to where the devil is, you know, getting some inroads. And you're right, it's clear that, you know, we God-fearing, you know, Bible-believing Christians don't have the majority in the political atmosphere of our state. But if we just be silent about it and don't draw attention to the, you know, to the unbiblical satanic principles of ethnic studies, then it's going to further embolden the enemy to continue to shoot in that direction. Yeah because we don't shoot back. So this is Phil and Gus shooting back, hopefully helping your listeners do the same thing when they hear ethnic studies are coming to your local high school. Because, listen, ethnic studies sounds great. What's wrong with studying about different ethnicities? It's certainly fine. But the problem is the enemy uses these nice-sounding words in order to bring demonic principles and that's what's happening ethnic studies yeah it is very nefarious you can look it up uh you know in fact the logo of what is called the minnesota ethnic studies coalition is a student with a defiant fist raised in the air uh our history our schools is the theme and you can just kind of take it from there it's spelled out well uh, with the Center for the American Experiment. And, you know, back to what this listener uh, who says he is no longer listening, and, and I get that, and I, and I feel bad about that. You know, he just says, why can't you just be a safe place to share God's Word and be positive and uplifting? 
And you hear those words a lot as you drive around the nation and listen to a lot of music uh, Christian stations, you know, positive and uplifting. And that's great. You know, we do need that. And, you know, we want our faith to be that source of positivity in our lives and that source of joy. I mean, uh, God is our source of joy. That is for sure. You know, I got I got to take issue with his comment about why can't we just be a safe place? Listen, brother, was the cross a safe place for yeah. Jesus? Amen. I mean, it's it's just a topsy turvy understanding of what you know is at stake in our culture. There, the the only safe place is to be in a place where God wants you. And God wants His Son, He wanted His Son on the cross, right? Sacrificing His life for the good of others. And and when you and I talk about these topics, it, it's a sacrifice of our own lives, not to the degree that Jesus sacrificed His life, but it's it's not like we're saying, yay, Let's, you know, talk about these tough issues. I would much prefer to to talk about how to have a good marriage and yeah. and how to, you know, raise kids and you know, but the devil is attacking marriage and attacking children through ethnic studies and so that's where we've got to po- focus our attention. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point because another story I have it right here in my hand. The Centers for Disease Control releasing a study focused on the dramatic increase of suicides among teenage girls. You know, there's it's the so much... the number one cause of death for yes. teenage girls ages like 12 to 22 or 14 to 22 is suicide. And, and Satan is smiling about that, Gus. That's his he goal. He loves that. Fantastic. It's so wonderful for him. And, and so the only way for us to combat that is to bring good mental health stuff and there's nothing that is better for our mental health than submitting to a savior who loves us and you know wants the best for us yeah but for some reason that's not a safe space for people because they have been convinced that jesus isn't who he said he was but we disagree and so we will continue to tell people about this amazing savior that we have Amen. And I, and I know, uh, like with QFM, the number one message that we want to ring true here is that you need Jesus in your life, and you need to understand what he did for you on that cross and how he rose again after that to give us that opportunity to be redeemed and to yeah, be and with we, him forever. Yeah, we don't have to convince people of that. That's yeah. not on us. All we have to do is tell people that. Yeah. Last night, after my workout, I was discussing this issue with a guy in the men's locker room. And I just said, you know, my friend, uh, and, I, and I just I gave him the gospel. And he totally disagrees. He thinks I'm a ridiculous guy for believing <laughs> that. But I don't feel bad about it. I feel good about it, because I'm responsible to tell this man about Jesus. I'm not responsible for his conversion. That's when all of a sudden God reaches into his life, takes the blinders away, because we have given him the Word of God, and, and then he goes, oh, oh, Gus, I see now. Mm. And, we, and we don't take credit for that. We just say, hey, that happened to me some years ago, too. Welcome to the family. Amen. Wow. 
You know, uh, there's some things about Jesus as well when it comes to the world, and things are very difficult right now uh, all over this country, all over this world. We've got the wars that are happening. You know, uh, you've got everything from poverty that always seems to be happening somewhere. Uh, And, of course, all the struggles with identity and things like that now, even here in our country. But Jesus said something about the world that, you know, the world is going to hate him. It's going to hate us because it hated him first. (laughs) You know, I mean, he said that. I don't know why it's so hard for us to believe that. But what tends to be at least mildly frustrating from time to time is our brothers and sisters who get mad at us for talking about these divisive issues like it's somehow our fault. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Jesus said it's going to happen. And if the, if the world doesn't hate you, what does that mean? Maybe Yeah, if, if our culture right now does not come against you in any way ever, and you've been a Christian for 20 years, I would suggest you reevaluate your faith. Yeah. Right, it, we don't live in the 1950s where "Leave It to Beaver" is the you know the standard operating procedure for our culture. We are in a culture that is aggressively and continuously attacking us now, much more than it did in the 1950s. Yeah. And if you don't talk about your faith, there's nothing for the devil to attack you on. Yeah. So. Amen. Yeah, and, and there is things that we can do, because some people say, well, what do you want me to do? I mean, you guys talk about this. What do you want me to do? Well, first of all, you know, be solid with Jesus, with your faith, and he will tell you what to do. We have to ask him daily, Lord, what would you have me do in this culture and, and where I live and my sphere of influence? Obviously, because politics isn't the be-all, end-all. We know that as well. That's just part of what's going on in this world. You've got everything from, you know, the, the education sphere, the church, the families, the, you know, marriage. We do need to work on all those things. We can be praying for our leaders, Gus. There's a lot we can do. Absolutely. Here's one of the best things that I've heard recently, and I'm going to start to adopt it in my life. This mm-hmm. guy by the name of Charlie Kirk said this. Yeah. Don't lie to people and don't let them lie to you. Mm, I like that. And his point was, it's way harder than you think right? It might be easier not to lie to somebody, but it's real hard for you to not let people lie to you, i.e., you know, hey, you know, so-and-so really needs you to affirm their choice in being a member of the opposite sex now, you know, and so let's just love the person so much so, you know, to call Mike, you know, Michelle now, because that's how he identifies. No, no, no. You know, when when you agree to that, you're letting somebody lie to you. Amen. Yeah. And so when you originally asked, what are we to do? You know, that's one of the things to do, but we just have to say something when we know something is that has come up in conversation is, you know, counter-biblical. Yeah, and that's when you will start to experience a little hate back, maybe, or it'll feel like that from the world. But that's okay, because Jesus said that's okay. It's okay. It's actually, it, it should encourage you, yeah, really. Like, right. If nobody ever comes after you, that's a problem. Yeah. I can understand somebody not coming after you in the 1940s and 50s. But from the 60s and up until today, if nobody is coming after you and you're a follower of Jesus, yeah. then you're probably not really a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Or you're some 
silent follower. Like, is there any biblical precedent where we see the the church be silent followers? Yeah, amen. <laughs> I just had a million dollar. I had a million dollar idea. We could have the uh, Phil and Gus hate meter, and uh, <laughs> say, "Hey, I'm up to a five today." <laughs> Well, praise Jesus, right? Like, you better say something a little bit more offensive, because a five on a scale of one to ten ain't very you're, bad. You're falling behind. Uh, we got to have a little fun here, too. Uh, you know, let's end on this verse. This was uh, the verse of the day for QFM a couple days ago. I heard Josh and Yvonne share it in the morning. First John chapter 3, verse 18. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. I love that verse. You know, it's, it can't just be all just positive and uplifting all the time. That's huge. That is important. I get it. It is. Um, but we it, it, we got to go a little bit beyond that, I do believe as well. And, you know, especially since you and I just read this book, Letter to the American Church, and I really encourage everyone to read this book from Eric Metaxas. But when the culture is doing what it's doing, when the Minnesota legislature is doing what it's doing, literally transforming the state of Minnesota. If you guys don't know that, I just said it, and I believe that to be very true with what they're doing down there right now, um, to the point of I know people in my own life that are looking to move to other states and others looking to do what they're doing in Oregon to try to, you know, take like the 7th Congressional District and move over to the Dakotas. Whether that would ever happen, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's a mess right now. But, and now I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, but it, it is a, a drastic thing, what is happening out there. And we need to, oh, I know, I was talking about the book. Uh, and what was happening in Germany when things were amping up, you know, and the church just decided the vast majority of the church just decided to say nothing Gus and they sat it out out, and that was the wrong thing to do I'm just it's not in me to sit it out only because the Holy Spirit is in me yeah amen amen thank you for joining me on this uh, tough subject because it is what it is and and I do appreciate thank you so much for sending us emails with your thoughts. We want to make sure that we have checks and balances and and we don't do everything perfectly. I know I certainly don't. And, uh, you know, I he does mention in his letter that it was me and someone else, and I figured that someone else was either you or Mike. So... Well, darn it, I'm thinking I hope it was, it was Mike. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, cuz your your meter would jump up a little bit. Yeah, I'd maybe be at a 6 and you'd be at a 5 and I'd be beating you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, guys. God bless you. We'll do it again next week. Thank you. You too. Okay. This is your life. God's truth. Your QFM.